Wanda, I don't know if you're out there, but this is her favorite song. I want to thank you, praise you, and tell you I love you. I'll do anything you ask me to. You are holy, worthy, faithful, and true. Listen, Lord, I'm in love with you. Everything you've ever done, you've done for my good. I haven't always told you I'm thankful like I should. When I withhold your praises, I only hurt myself. What rightfully is yours, Lord, belongs to no one else. And I want to thank you, praise you, and tell you I love you. I'll do anything you ask me to. You are holy, worthy, faithful, and true. Listen, Lord, I'm in love with you. pathway you have chosen for me rightly fits my feet but help me to remember I must let you lead for as I walk with you Lord I can clearly see light for only one step it's all the light I need and I want to thank you praise you and tell you I love you I'll do anything you ask me to you are holy worthy faithful and true listen Lord I'm in love with you I want to thank you praise you and tell you I love you I'll do anything you ask me you are holy, worthy, faithful, and true. Listen, Lord, I'll tell the world. Listen, Lord, I'm in love with you. Yeah, yeah. amen. We haven't sung that in a while. I was surprised you could remember the words, Cassie. Now, yesterday, or I guess it was Friday, not yesterday, Channel 9 News, were gonna, we got word that they were going to feature Adrian on the spot on the Channel 9 News. And so we got all ready. I've been expecting it all day and uh, expecting him to share something about him. So all they did was flash his picture up and say, this was Adrian Engel. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. One horn, one horn for you today. Now, I've been trying to get him to learn an old song that Dad used to do called Happy Rhythm. Have you learned that yet, Adam? I think so. All right. Well, we're going to practice on you this morning. Here's Adrian. Happy Rhythm keeps 
away. Well, Adrian said, I don't want to sing uh, I'm Not What I Was because we do that every time that we're here, but since I'm controlling the music this morning, we're going to sing it. Home, I know I'll be right there. 
what I want to be. I'm not what I'm going to be. Thank God I'm not what I was. What I was. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I'm going to be. Thank God I'm not what I was. What I was. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I'm going to be. Thank God I'm not what I was. What I was. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I'm going to be. Thank God I'm not what I was. What I was. Not what I want to be. Not what I'm going to be. Not what I want to be. Not what I'm going to be. Thank God I'm not what I was. What I was. that song uh, some time ago, Cassie said what she's uh, said this morning, she just can't wait. She's ready to go instead of I can't wait. You know you're a country girl if you just can't wait, right? So I, I've, uh, Randall's over in Eureka Springs today, so you're going to have to put up with me this morning sharing from the Word. 
I'll try not to overload you with too much information, but uh, I've got some things I need to say today. So I'm thankful to be here today and uh, thankful for those of you that served our country on this memorial day. I want to talk about a memorial today out of Joshua chapter 4. If you have a Bible there in your car, if you don't, it's all right. You can just listen. We have some friends that are listening in other countries this morning via Facebook. So uh, pay close attention over there in the other countries. You may have to get your Spanish Bible out and uh, to follow along. But I'm going to read from uh, Joshua uh, chapter 4 this morning. Are you out there this morning? All right. All right. I can't see your face. So just <laughs> you said it was a good thing? Is that what you, what you were saying? Uh, Dan over there, he said he's just going to do his best to endure this morning. And so you just do the best you can, Dave, over there under the tree. I see you waving over there. Just do the best you can. I, we used to have a preacher to... Uh, his name is R.B. Daly. In fact, he was a pastor here at this church at one time, many years ago. And he said, always oh, said, do the best you can until things get better and don't expect them to get any better. He was a real positive person, as you can tell. But next Sunday, Charlotte's already announced that next Sunday we'll have a at 9 a.m., I believe that's the correct, an outdoor service, drive-in service, if you want to be here for that. And it will kind of split up the congregation. It won't be so big inside then for the 11 o'clock service next Sunday. I don't know about you, but I'm about ready to move back inside. And uh, I hear you. Yeah. All of you weren't honking, so some that, those that weren't honking can be here for the 9 o'clock service next Sunday morning. I did bring a, a jacket. I was going to wear a coat and tie this morning but it's kind of humid and warm up here uh, on the platform and uh, so you just bear with it if you need to see my jacket it's hanging on the chair right over there well in Joshua chapter 4 let's look at what the Bible says we're going to read several verses it's verse 1 through 9 in Joshua chapter 4 if you don't have your Bible with you, when you get home, just uh, take a note and uh, look up that uh, chapter of the Bible when you get home, Joshua chapter 4, and read through that, maybe chapter 3 and 4, and see how God came through. Now, I know that our country is facing many things. In fact, not just our country. Uh, many countries, most countries in the world are struggling today. Uh, I talked to a friend of ours in Nicaragua and... Uh, uh, in fact, I've been communicating with them off and on and down there for the last few days. The virus is running wild and not much medical care. Uh, but I want to tell you today, those of you that are here and those that are listening on the Internet, that God is still God and he can come through. He, he, he is faithful. The Bible says in chapter 4, verse 1, And it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. And then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. 
And then Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. Each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them, The waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial, or some way, some way to remember what God had done that day, a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan, as the Lord had spoken to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with him to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. Now let's, uh, let's jump over to verse uh, 19. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal, and then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When their children asked their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. And let's pray together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name this morning. We thank you, God, for your presence in this place. You promise where we gather that there you would be in our midst, Father, even if it's in the parking lot. And, God, we thank you for your presence. Father, we pray for healing in our land, Father, that you would touch lives this morning, wherever you are listening today, that you would touch and heal our land in Jesus' name. You promise in your word if your people, if my people would humble ourselves and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, that you would heal our land. So, God, we ask you, we turn from our ways, Father. We seek your face. And God, we pray that you would heal our land in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if we look, we look back in the Scripture as we uh, come up to this point in the Scripture that, that Israel had been in slavery for some 40 years. God prepared Moses to lead them for 40 years in the desert, to lead the nation of Israel for 40 years. Do you, you know what it means when a preacher takes out his watch and puts it on the pulpit? Absolutely nothing. But I got a word from Mike Huddleston over at the radio station to not go past 12 o'clock because he will turn me off at 12 o'clock today. So we're going to try to finish by then. Israel had been in the wilderness for 40, for 40 years. Moses led them out of Israel with a, without of Egypt, I'm sorry, with a strong hand. They crossed over the Red Sea. So what we just read about uh, in the scripture a moment ago, Israel crossing over the, the river Jordan was the second time that God had dried up the water that Israel crossed over on dry land. Then they went to, uh, they crossed out uh, uh, into the wilderness, uh, were in the wilderness for some 40 years. Their shoes didn't wear out. God provided for them day by day. And then they went up to the river Jordan. Moses led them up to the river Jordan for the first time sent out 12 spies in the land, and, and God uh, sent, uh, told Moses to send these 12 spies into the land to see what was there and how that they could conquer that. There's no question that they could have conquered that, but the spies, 10 of the 12 spies brought back an evil report, brought back a bad report. Only two 
brought back a good report that they were well able to take the land. But the people, because of the people rebelling, they were not able to go into the promised land. And they went into the wilderness for another 40 years. Because of unbelief, they spent another 40 years in the wilderness. I want to tell you this morning that you can believe God. You can trust him. If he's spoken to you about anything, that you can trust him. He will come through. It may not look like that it's going to be in a proper time, but God is always on time. Do you believe that out there this morning? God is faithful. God is faithful. He is always on time. It may not look like it to us, but in God's time, he will come through. It doesn't matter what it is, how things look like, what the report is around us. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm getting a little bit tired of hearing the negative report in the news. Seems like you turn it on and about all that we see is a, what all is wrong with our country instead of uh, turning to God and looking to Him and believing the good report. Because God is faithful. He will come through. The majority is not always right. Ten people were giving a bad report and only two people gave the right report. So they spent another 40 years in the desert. And now they stand at... Now they stand, uh, the nation of Israel, stand at the river of Jordan one more time. And Joshua, uh, Moses has died, and now Joshua uh, begins to lead his people. Uh, for the first time, he is the supreme leader of the nation of Israel. He takes the lead for some two and a half million people at this point. Joshua had been there with Moses, but he had never done this himself without Moses being there. And now... Uh, Jews that uh, still practice the Jewish religion don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that, that he is uh, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. They're still uh, looking to Moses to, as to be their deliverer instead of looking to Jesus as the deliverer. I remember several years ago we were uh, uh, traveling back from Mexico. We were, uh, we were traveling in an old... Uh, 62 model gm bus and uh, in the in the middle of the uh, just after the sun had gone down in the middle of a rainstorm and we lost all of the air pressure in this old bus and so we were broke down in san antonio texas in a rainstorm in the middle of the night so we just found us a place to park and the next day i called a friend to come and help and he took me to a uh, a mechanic shop a truck shop that uh they thought that they might have uh, some parts that I could fix this old bus with. And, and uh, so there were two brothers that were Jews that ran this truck place, that owned this truck place. And so uh, as they uh, got our parts together and I was getting ready to go, he wanted to know what we were doing. Why were we traveling this old bus and why we had been in Mexico and that kind of thing. And so I began to tell him that we'd been in Mexico sharing about Jesus Christ. And... Uh, he just uh, spoke up very quickly and said, that's all right. Jesus is all right for you Gentiles, but we Jews have Moses. And now there is a moral to this story. If you're going to witness to a Jew on Saturday or any other day, be sure that you pay the bill before you start talking about Jesus Christ because it got very expensive <laughs> very quick. And so we, were, uh, we finally got the bill paid and got out of there and uh, got back on our way and got it fixed. Joshua takes command of two and a half million people, and then the command is given as God had commanded them to command the priests that bore the Ark of the Covenant, that carried the Ark of the Covenant, to uh, step into the water. 
just as they did at the Red Sea. You see, before the water began to park, the priests had to get in the water. Listen, sometimes it takes a step of faith for God to come through. It might be that uh, I'm sure to the people then, they were wondering how, how are we going to get across the Red Sea or how are we going to get across the Jordan at this time? How are we going to do that? It doesn't look like uh, that we'll be able to cross on dry land. You see, at that time of the year, the, the, uh, the Jordan River was at flood stage. And so it took a step of faith for the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant to step into the water before the waters would part. It might be that you might need to take some steps of faith. If God has spoken to you about anything, you might need to take some steps of faith uh, before God will part the waters, before he will come through and set you free from whatever it is that, that God has spoken to you about or delivers you from whatever God has spoken to you about. So God commanded them to take up 12 stones and take them to the place where they would rest that night as they crossed over the nation of Israel. And they did that. Uh, back when we were farming, back in the farming days, God came through many times. He began to teach us to trust him more today than we did yesterday. And God, time after time, we trusted God, and he came through. And I had uh, told Jan several times that I really need to take some stones out of the field and set them up by the gate going in so it would remind me every day as we come and go that God is faithful, that he will come through. And I keep reminding myself that I need to sit down with my grandchildren and, and talk to them about how God brought us to where we are today and as, as a, a reminder to them of how God is faithful, how he will come through in their lives. And it, it might be that, that you might need to sit down with your children that are listening today. You that are listening, you might need to sit down with them sometime and tell them about when you got saved, what happened in your life, the times that God came through in your life and delivered you when it looked like that all hope was gone, that God came through just in the nick of time. Well, they took up those stones, amen, they took up those stones and they went to the place as they crossed over the River Jordan to the place called Gilgal. Now, the word Gilgal means a place of rest. And that's where they went. And the Bible says that they set up those stones right there in the place of Gilgal. But also, Joshua commanded them, or he took up 12 stones uh, from the riverbed and placed them where the feet of the, of the, of the uh, priests stood with the Ark of the Covenant in the edge of the Jordan River. And the Bible says those stones are still there today. If the Bible says that they are still there unto this day, I believe that they're still there today. You might not be able to see where they are because they were over in the edge of the Jordan River, but the Bible says they're there. I believe that they're still there. Now, we, uh, we stayed one time in a uh, place called Gilgal in Uganda. And we had gone on a mission trip over there, had a few people with us, and we were going from place to place, and we're, uh, we were going to uh, do conferences and share just a day at a time in a, in a city here and there, and we passed by uh, the, uh, the point where the, the uh, Nile River begins. They call it the source of the Nile, where the water flows out of the uh, Victoria Lake, and it flows. Uh, that's where the, the Nile River begins, right there at that source, the source of the Nile. We passed by there and went up to this city to do their conference, and, uh, and uh, they took us to this hotel, and the big sign out by the gate out there, it was called Gilgal, Place of Rest. But I want you to know that was anything but a place of rest. It was more like a place where mosquitoes lived. And we, we, uh, 
And they, they actually did have running water. There was a bucket there. You had to take the bucket and run up to the office and get a bucket of water and run back to the room if you, when you got ready to clean up. Place of Gilgal, but that's where they rested that day, a place of rest. They set up the 12 stones there as a reminder. So when, when uh, their children asked, what are these stones mean, they could, they could tell them that uh, this is what it means, that we crossed over on dry land. I want to ask you today, do you have a place called Gilgal in your life? Has it been a place where you can look back at and uh, maybe something to remind you back there of the time when you got saved or a time when God came through? Some, something to remind you of that. I want you to think about that today, a place where God came through in your life. Maybe it's the day that he saved you or some other thing that was going on in your life or maybe the day that you were baptized or something important milestone in your life that you can look back on today. If not, it might be that you need to return to Gilgal, the place where that uh, it might be if you don't have a place called Gilgal, a place where you got saved, it might be this morning that you need to get saved or it might be that if you drifted away from God, you've been away from church, You've been away from people of God, and, and you haven't been st- spending time in, your wor- in the Word of God. It might be today that you need to return to Him, rededicate your life. Uh, somebody asked me one time, I didn't think you Baptists believed in backsliding. I said, well, not only do we believe in backsliding, we practice it about half of the time. Listen, it's easy to drift away from God. I'm not talking about losing something. I'm talking about if you've drifted away from God and, you, and uh, you don't know how even that you got there, it might be that you need to rededicate your life and come back to him so he can place something there, a reminder of how God came through in your life, how he restored you today. It doesn't make it matter if you're li- li- listening on the Internet or what's going on in your life today here in the parking lot. God can come through. He will forgive and you can return to him. You need to revisit that place. Return to Gilgal, the place of rest where God came through. I want to tell you today that God is faithful. That it doesn't make any difference what the news says today. What's going on in your life. Even our friends that are in other countries that have the coronavirus this morning. God is faithful. You can look to him in a time of need, in a time of trouble. Those of you listening in the parking lot today, I want to tell you that God loves you very much. And he will come through. Uh, I know that finances have been a difficult thing during this time and as the country is beginning to open back up. And we just continue to pray for God's protection on everyone in our, in our country and in the world. And, and this time, I believe that God could use this time to get our country's attention that it's time to turn back to God. Uh, we've been praying for a great revival and awakening in our land. I want to tell you that God will, and he will come through if we turn to him and look to him in our time of need. God is faithful. We're going to have a word of prayer. I want to ask you not to leave until the invitation is done. But we're going to have a, a word of prayer, for, and I want to ask you just to bow your head where you are. Uh, in the parking lot, if you're listening on the internet, just bow your head right where you are. If you need to rededicate your life, it's just about saying, God, please forgive me. I'm coming back home today. It might be that if you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I, w- I want to do this while we're here this morning, and uh, it might be that you need to accept Christ as your Savior. It's a matter of uh, believing 
Uh, we have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior. He is the Son of God. That he will save us if we ask him. That Jesus Christ is coming back again. We have to repent of our sins. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. To repent doesn't mean to just say, God, I'm sorry. It means to turn from our sin and go the other direction. And we have to ask Christ to come into our heart and be our Savior and the Lord of our life. It's like we have to receive him into our life. It's, uh, it's much like uh, if I were to say to uh, Charlotte back here that I've got this phone for you, and uh, I want, I'm going to give it to David because he'll give it back to me. If I say, David, I, I bought this phone for you. It's a very special gift, and and uh, I paid a high price for it. If he if I offered it to him, he didn't reach out and take it. It would not really be his. But if you reached out and received that, you will give it back, right? Pretty nice phone. <laughs> you see, he received the gift. It's a free gift that God offers to you and I. The price has been paid but you have to receive the gift. He can't pay me for it. You can't buy a gift. You can't pay for a gift. It's free. So I want to ask you today, if you're in a parking lot, if you've never received Christ, if you're listening on the Internet and you've never received Christ as your personal Savior, I want to ask you just where you are that you pray this prayer with us from your heart to the heart of God. It's not about just saying words. It's about praying from your heart to the heart of God and receiving Christ into your life. So let's pray in this way. Just say, Heavenly Father, right where you are, say, Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me and take away, from my, take away my sin. Jesus, I believe you're the Savior. I repent of my sin, and I turn from my sin, and I turn to you, Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. And be my Savior and the Lord of my life. I give my life to you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray that you're in the parking lot this morning and you prayed that from your heart to the heart of God, would you just stick your hand out the window and wave at me? Anybody? Anybody, wherever you are. Maybe you're listening online. You can, you can uh, message the Gospel Station Network. Message me. Mike Russell, uh, email is uh, war the world mission world mission team at gmail.com. Let somebody know. Tell somebody what Jesus has done in your life.